You're listening to Church on the Path Inspiration Podcast. Brought to you by Holy Fire. And broadcasting from the heart of Brisbane City, Australia. Speaking today is Pastor Glenn Gerhauser. Today, I'm blessed to have my dear wife sharing the word, and I've been looking forward to this. Um, she's put a lot of work into it, a lot of love and prayer, and um, yeah, I think it's going to be something, I know, I know it's going to be something special. So uh, we'll pray, I'll just pray for Anna, and then I'll pass the mic to her. Father, I pray that Anna would be blessed strengthened, empowered, that the word of God would flow through her, and that there would be peace here and in the park, that there would be no disruptions. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And she's probably going to pray again, but I'll lead you in a prayer too. (laughs) So we're going to pray like three times. (laughs) If you put your hands on your hearts and just pray this with me. Dear Jesus, speak to my heart and change my life. In your precious name. name. Amen. He was right. I'm going to pray again. (laughs) Not because his prayers weren't any good. (laughs) Father, I just thank you, Lord. Um, Lord, it's just a joy to be in your presence, Father. I just thank you that you really refresh us. Thank you for the joy that's in your presence, Lord, that we come alive. Lord, we just sense that, Lord, refreshing and that... Lord, invigoration that, that comes with you being in your presence. And Lord, we just love you. Father, I just put my whole self on the altar today, God. I just pray for your fire to come. Lord, I, I ask Holy Spirit that, that you would lead us through this message, that I'd be sensitive to you, that I'd preach in your power, by your power. And Lord, let your word go deep into our hearts. I pray for all of us, including myself, to get even deeper revelation of this truth that you want us to grab hold of, Lord. You want us to live by. In Jesus' name, amen. Be glorified today in everything we do, Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, um, was it last week or when did you ask me to preach? When did you ask me to preach? Oh, yeah, about a week and a half ago. Anyway, I was, driving, I was uh, driving back from dropping off the kids to school, and I was singing that, that song, you know, his, uh, the Lord brought me into his banqueting table and his banner over me is love. You know that old song? <laughs> I'm my beloved and he is mine. His banner over me is love. And um, I remember catching myself, and I know Glenn's preached on it before, and at the time, like, wow, that's amazing, but... I forgot it. I'm sorry, darling. I mean, sometimes we need reminding. But I remember I said to the Lord, Lord, I don't really understand what that means. His banner over me is love. What does that mean, Lord? 
And I've been since, saved since I was eight years old, but I think it's so, so important for all of us just to ask God questions. So we really, if we don't understand it, it can't be part of us. And it's, it's like a seed just lying on the top of the ground. And um, so I asked him, Lord, would you show me? What does it mean your banner over me is love? And I kept singing and as I kept asking him. And um, as I was driving, just the Lord kept speaking to me. It means this and it means this. And I'm like, and this joy just started rising up within me as the Lord was speaking to me. And, um, and I was after, you know, the Lord kept speaking, I felt like, I need to share that. That's a message. And that same day, later on, Glenn said, Would you be, can you share a message at church? I'm like, oh, yes, the Lord just gave me a message today. <laughs> so I know that this is from his heart. And um, often, you know, it's not the, the deep, it's not the um, eschatological, eschatological, I can hardly even say it, things that we will struggle with that will trip us over in our faith. It's the simple truths. It's the simple truth, and, and we're never too spiritual or we've never walked with the Lord too long um, that they don't matter anymore. These are the foundations. These are the things that will keep us um, sustained and help us to persevere and make it right to the end. Actually, the love of God is what grounds us. That's, the, <laughs> that's where we put our roots in. And if we don't have these simple truths, um, deep in our hearts, and we don't continue to go back to them and refresh them so that we understand them, um, we'll get tripped up. So the, if any of you can't read, I think you all can, his banner over me as love is the, the message today. And this is the scripture from Song of Songs 2, chapter 2. I'm just going to read you the whole thing. That whole passage there. Song of Songs, chapter 2. <laughs> funny, funny story. The same week I was having a really tough time with some stuff and I was just pouring out my heart after, out to the Lord. I was just crying before him and I, I heard myself start praying, refresh me with raisins, refresh me with raisins. <laughs> I'm like, what does that mean? I don't know what that means. <laughs> and then I was just laughing. I was telling Glenn, I said, I started praying, refresh me with raisins. And um, Glenn said, oh, I know what that means. I was praying about it. And the Lord showed me, you know, that the Lord refreshes us with the preserved fruit that he's, you know, given us. And um, it's just another testimony to what it, you know, how the Lord answers us uh, when we ask him, what does this mean, you know, and Glenn's been sharing at school about digging our own wells. We could go to Google, first thing, what does this mean, and we get a whole variety of answers, but the best way, there's nothing wrong with that, it's not sinful, but the best way is for you to hear from the Lord yourself, and that's part of the new covenant, is that the Holy Spirit would be our teacher, amen. So I pray the Lord refreshes us with raisins today. <laughs> Chapter uh, 2, verse 4, He brought me to the banqueting house or his house of wine, and his banner over me was love. Was love. Sustain me with cakes of raisins, refresh me with apples, for I'm lovesick. His left hand is under my head, and his right hand embraces me. Amen.
So the first thing that the Lord spoke to me was, this is a public declaration. So God is not secret in a secret relationship with you. He said, I really love you, but I'm really great and you're not that great, so I'm not going to tell anybody. Right? We don't, there's nothing that we've done to earn his love. We couldn't work for it. We know our condition, but because of who God is, he loves us so much and he's made it public. He's made it public for everyone to see so everyone can know and so that we can be reminded. If God was on Facebook, and I'm not on Facebook, he would, be, he would change his status the moment that you put your faith in him to I'm in a relationship with Lena, you know. And then if you have a bad day, he wouldn't say, okay, I'm changing my status and take that off. And then you have a good day, I'll put it back on again. I'm, I'm, I'm on a relationship, you know. God's not like that. He's not fickle. God is in a relationship with Vanessa. God is in a relationship with Anne, with Christine, with Barbara, with Claudia. And he's, that's his status. He's telling the world, I'm in a relationship with you. My love is towards these people. He's declared his love for me like a banner for all to see. Jeremiah 31, verse 3. Um, and the hardest thing about this message is, is that there are so many scriptures about God's love. If you want to look at, I mean, you'd just be, your whole life, you could just study scriptures about the love of God in the Old Testament and the New Testament. The Lord appeared to us in the past saying, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Everyone say everlasting. everlasting. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. And God says this over and over to Israel. And you know how many times I'm muffed up and God continues to declare to them, and say over them, I love you, I love you, <laughs> you know, amen. And when you look at the sky, I want you to think of it as a gigantic banner declaring God's love over me. There's so many, um, in, in Psalms, Psalm 103 verse 11, there's other verses that say things like this too. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. So in case you're wondering, how big is this banner? It's that big. God's banner over us. Can you read that psalm? Yes, I can. <laughs> psalm, psalm 103, verse 11. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. There's another verse that says, Your love, O Lord, reaches to the heavens, your faithfulness to the sky. This is, this is a, a beautiful verse, and this is something that God has really spoken to me. Um, Psalm 26, 3, and it's like we need to put these glasses on that continually remind us of God's love and that we see everything through that filter. Everything you're going through, that God loves me. For, uh, Psalm 26, verse 3, David says this, For I have always been mindful of your unfailing love. Other versions will say, I have put your unfailing love in front of my eyes. So we need, no matter what's going out here around us, we need to have his unfailing love here in front of our eyes. And we see everything through that. God, your love is towards me. I don't care what's going on around me. These people hate me. I'm sick. This is happening. Your love is towards me. And have lived 
in reliance on your faithfulness. Now, in Scripture, you'll often find these, uh, these two together, um, love and faithfulness or mercy and truth, grace and truth. Um, and m- most oftentimes, this is the root, this is what uh, the Hebrew words are, hesed and amet. And I don't know as many Hebrew words as Glenn does, or as, as you Bible school students would know. <laughs> um, but these are my, one of my two favorite words, Hesed, which is when you read mercy or unfailing love, it means steadfast love, loyalty, kindness, faithfulness, goodness, desire, devotion, graciousness, and emmet, unfailing love and emmet, which go together. And remember, this is God's love towards you. Everybody say, God's love towards me. Because the thing is, it's very, I, I find it easy and it, easier and Glenn has shared about this before it's easier to to share with someone about how much God loves them <laughs> but sometimes we struggle and sometimes I struggle with God really loves me that he loves me so much that he delights in me so today I want this is a message not for somebody else this is a message for you for you to receive that God loves you Emmet uh, definition of that Hebrew word this is Sorry, it's not the actual Hebrew um, letters. Of course, it's just a transliteration. Uh, Firmness, trustworthiness, constancy, duration, truth, and stability. So God is in this relationship for the long haul. He's dedicated to you. When God says, I love you, he's not on again, off again, depending on your performance. God's love is stuck on you like glue. Amen. He pursues us. You know, that, that, uh, that song that we sing, your, your goodness is running after me. It's, it's, Lord, surely your goodness and your loving kindness in Psalm 23 will run after me or will follow me. That word follow me, the Hebrew for that word means pursue you, persecute you, run after you, chase you. It's not, I'll follow you, you know, God's line, but, you know. It's that he is after you. He is after you. He's pursuing you. Yes. The interesting thing is you mentioned that, uh, that the other way that word is used is to persecute. Yeah. So I mean, it's like a real pursuit. Yes. Strong pursuit. Strong pursuit. Yeah, that's the word that often, that, yeah, they, we just sing your goodness, but in this actual scriptures, your goodness and your loving kindness, which is that said, is pursuing me. Amen. You know, uh, one of the lies of Satan, the main thing that he tries to um, hoodwink us with, even from the beginning, like in the garden, was that, yeah, God's good, God is, is uh, good, but he's, you know, he's not, you know, son, he's not that loving towards you. He'll try to make us think that he's not, you know, his goodness is dried up. We've done something, you know, that's it. His love isn't towards you. But I want to tell you that God's love is ever flowing. It's able to reach the darkest, the deepest valley. And it doesn't matter, this, this waterfall, the source of this waterfall is at the top of the mountain. But that, that waterfall is going to the bottom, the very bottom. If it didn't matter if that, that mountain was a kilometre deep, the water would get to the bottom. And in fact, that when you, if you were at the bottom, 
the force of that water would be really would be stronger than what it was at the top, right? So God's love is directed no matter where you are at. If you think I'm in a I'm in a valley, I'm the deepest, darkest valley. God's love can get you there. Amen. We just need to step, get in under that waterfall. It's as easy as getting in the shower. <laughs> it's not. Uh, I, I've said this before, but it really, every day it still speaks to me, you know, about receiving God's grace, receiving God's love. It's as easy as getting in the shower, turning it on, standing there and receiving. It's not hard. God's love does not dissipate with time. It will not dry up, but remains passionate, strong, constant and devoted. One of the most um, repeated lines or uh, phrases of, of praise in Psalms and in Scripture is give thanks to the Lord for He is good for His loving kindness, His hesed is everlasting. Amen? And there's so many Scriptures, there's other Scriptures there that you can go through as well that talk about um, God's love. What can, nothing can quench His love. Isaiah 54 says, Though the mountains will be removed, I will not remove my, my love from you. Romans 8 talks about what can separate us from the love of God. Nothing. And the second thing that the banner speaks of when we say his banner over me is love, it's, it's an identifier. It speaks about our identity. Now, in, um, in ancient times, you know, when the Israelites went out, they would have a banner in front of their tribe signifying who they were. You know, and we've seen that in armies too. If they went out to battle, they would have a, a banner up. And it wasn't necessarily um, a, a cloth. It could be uh, what they called a standard or an ensign. It could be something like a pole with a, a figure on it or something. But just as a banner identified an army or a group of people, this banner of love identifies God and his people. So first thing that we need to know is that God is love. God's banner is love. It is who he is. It's in 1 John 4 verse 8. Exodus 34, when um, Moses said, show me your glory. God said, you go over here and I'll hide you and I'll proclaim my name, who I am in front of you. It says, the Lord, the Lord, gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger and rich in love, showing, let me read the actual verse. This is who God is. This is his nature. Glasses time. Oh, sorry, guys, I think I've got the wrong verses there. 33. What happened there? The five and six. Oh, six, seven. Sorry, thank you. Sorry, just, yeah, I have to change that. So verse 5, Then the Lord descended in the cloud and stood with him there and proclaimed the name of the Lord. And the Lord passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord, God merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth, 
We just need to be washed in this over and over because the enemy, he's going for this. He's going for God's identity and saying, no, God is not like that, but he is. And we need to be continually reminded. That's why it's on a banner to remind us that God is loving. This is who he is. Amen. Keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgressions and sins. Amen. I know he means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. Now, people read that and like, oh, yes, God's not that merciful. But if you compare that, that's four generations of, uh, of discipline to a thousand years of blessing. Do you see the difference? <laughs> It's four years of discipline to a thousand years of blessing, a thousand generations. And the second thing about the banner being a, an identifier is that we are loved. It is saying God puts who he is over us. He puts that love banner over you, Heva. Hello, oh, Lena. <laughs> Saying, I am loved. God puts love over you, which means I... Everybody say it. I want you to say, I am loved. And I've got that target there because you are a target. You are a target, Claudia, of God's love. Amen. I, have anybody seen that uh, movie, The Iron Giant? No? Oh, it's a great... If you've got kids, it's a great movie. Anyway, it's about this huge giant. It comes around his face, blah, blah, blah. Fast forward, he blows up at the end of the movie. He's got pieces. He's got pieces all over the earth, scattered all over the earth. And his head, and everyone thinks he's dead, but his head lights up and he's got a, a beacon on his head going beep, beep, beep. And all the pieces are drawn to that head. Right? Because he's got a beacon. And that reminds me of God's love. Because God, God, you know, God's got a beacon. You know, you're like a beacon for God. He is drawing you to him. He is, he is pursuing you with his love. You're a target for him. And uh, Deuteronomy 7, verse 6 to 9. I, lo I love this scripture. For you are a people holy to the Lord your God. If you are trying to disqualify yourself, read about Israel. This is who God is saying it to, right? For you are a people holy to the Lord your God. The God, Lord your God has chosen you. Everybody say chosen. chosen. He's chosen you out of all the peoples on the face of the earth to be his people, his treasured possession. I want you to say, I am God's treasured possession. The Lord did not set his affection on you. And I want, want you to see these words, set his affection on you. When God puts his affection on you, it's like a seal and it will not be removed. It's like the, the superest superglue. Amen. It will not be removed. He's set his affection on you. And he's chosen you because... Uh, the Lord did not set his affection on you and choose you because you were more numerous than other peoples or because you were the most, you know, you were more holier than anybody else or you were the better, you were so gifted, so talented, for you were the fewest of all peoples, but it was because the Lord loved you. It's because of who he is. 
and kept the oath he swore to your ancestors that he brought you out with a mighty hand and redeemed you from the land of slavery, from the power of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to a thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. So parents, we can claim this for our children. Amen. (laughs) They're under that covenant of love. Amen. Next thing that we need to know when we have that banner of love over us, our identity is that we are his and he is with me. Amen. Amen. We belong to him. My beloved is mine and I am his. God is with us. The other thing about the love banner being our, speaking to our identity is that love is the mark of God's people. So love is who God is. We are loved. We are his. He is with us. And we are people who reflect his love. Love is the mark of God's people. So his identity becomes our worked inside us. It's not just on us, it becomes part of us. We soak in his love to reflect who he is. And this is uh, a reminder of Glenn's sponge sermon. Is anybody here for that? Two buckets. Two buckets. One was dirty water and one was fresh water. Talking about pouring everything out. You know, we have a a sponge soaking in, in the dirty water. And first, to receive God's love, we need to pour everything out before the Lord. Tell him everything. Tell him everything you're going through. It's not, God, God knows what's in your heart. You might as well get it out, right? Pour it out to him and then soak in his love. I mean, that clean, fresh water. And we need to soak in him so that we can, when we're squeezed, the love of God comes out of us. And, you know, if you read 1 Th- uh, Corinthians 13, the wrong way to read that is, yes, I, that's all about God's love. Love is patient. Love is kind. You know, love does not keep it a record of wrongs. Like, yes, yes, I've got to do that. Yes, yes, I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do better at that, God. I'm going to do better at, at being patient at, at um, not keeping a record of wrongs. You will never be better at it. You cannot in your own strength. The only way to, to get that, that is who God is, by the way. If you want a personality uh, description, that's God's personality. That's his MO. That's who he is, that, that 1 Corinthians 13. And the only way to get that inside of us is to receive his love, to soak in his love, to ask him, say, Lord, pour it out. God, I messed up. God, I keep getting angry. I keep, you know, feeling hatred towards this person, Lord. They're really ticking me off right now, God. Be honest with the Lord. He knows what's in your heart and in your mind. Lord, I need your love. Fill me with your love. Fill me with your love. That's the only way that I can walk because niceness, God doesn't want us to be nice, uh, you know, superficially. God doesn't want us to give a superficial smile. Only the love of God is going to reach people. He wants us to reflect him and he's authentic and he wants the authentic love of God coming out of us. John 13, 35. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. 1 John 4, 7, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves God 
whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. 1 John 4, 16, actually, you can, if you want to do more study on your own time, there's a whole passage there about this in, in 1 John 4. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God and God in him. Amen. The third thing that the Lord spoke to me about the banner Fourth? Yeah, four, okay, fourth. <laughs> um, is that it is a rallying point. If you're in a battle, um, when they w- would go out in ancient times, they would have a banner or a standard, and then there would be times where they were called to rally to that, to that banner, to be refreshed. And we see that as we read Song of Songs, that God wants us to return continually to his banqueting house, to receive his love. It's a place where we're refreshed when we encounter him. It's a place of rest. And the Lord keeps saying to me, Anna, return to resting in my love. Return to resting in my love. It's a place of provision and safety and joy. There's a a verse in Psalms that says, you will keep him... um, you would keep me in your, in your presence and safety from accusing tongues. So get into God's presence as a place of safety. Amen. And there's all those great scriptures there. The Psalms 23, 5, you would know it. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So it doesn't matter what's going around you. Go to that rallying point. Lord, your banner over me is love. Lord, I return to your love, God. I return to you. In Numbers um, 21, they were in the, in the wilderness and um, God had just given them a, a, an amazing victory. And then uh, they, they had to go keep walking and it said they started becoming impatient and complaining against God and against Moses. And then the Lord sent out all these snakes and bit them all. And a lot of people were dying. And God told, Moses cried out to the Lord, and this is what the Lord told Moses to do. Uh, Verse 9, And Moses made a bronze serpent and set it on the standard. And it came about that if a serpent bit any man, when he looked to the bronze serpent, he lived. Now that word standard is another word. It's not the same word as in uh, Song of Songs, but it's another word that means the same thing, a flag, a standard, an ensign, something lifted up, a token to be seen far off, a banner. John 3, 14 to 16, says, Just as Moses lifted up the snake... In the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And isn't this a wonderful picture, amen, of, of the banner over us, which is love, and it all comes to this, the cross. The cross is the ultimate banner over us. Amen. The cro- 
the Lord showed his love in, in the cross. He became sin for us. He became that, that serpent he, that was on the pole. He became our sin for us so that we could be healed, so we could look on him and be healed from, we might have been bitten by sin and, and have death working in our, in our lives, but when we look at the cross, when we come to that banner of love, we are healed. The cross is the clearest, most public expression of God's heart towards us. And Jesus was on that cross hanging there publicly, you know, naked in front of everybody. He had given everything poured out, everything that God could possibly give us. God poured out everything till he was absolutely empty on that cross for us as an expression of his love. John 15, 13 says, Greater love has no one than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. Romans 5, 7, But God demonstrated his own love towards us in that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. Amen? So we need to see. When we see the cross, you see, I don't care if you see it in jewelry, wherever you see it, I want you to be reminded the banner of love that is over me. There's God's banner of love is over me. God's heart is love towards me. God has given me everything. He continues to pour out towards me. I'm the target of God's love. And we're blessed in the southern hemisphere because we have a permanent reminder at night. Amen? <laughs> of the cross that his banner over me is love. When you see it, God is declaring over the southern hemisphere and over the world that his banner over me is love. And we're to be like those pointers, those two stars on the left there that you see, those are the pointers that point to the Southern Cross. And we're to be like that, to point others to the love of Christ. Amen. To the power of the cross. And it's going to lead us into communion. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, that's right. You just had. Hey, PJ. And this all happened like I wasn't even thinking about this message or um, at the same time, it's just what God is speaking right now. This is the new card for the next semester. And it has. It was just printed. It was just printed. It says, Love poured out. Amen. And, and the, the name of the, the unit is the outpouring unit. And, uh, and that is what, you know, I just see the beauty and the glory of the cross poured out, the love of God poured out on us through the cross. Amen? Yeah. We'll pass it. Yeah, spread the word. It's going to be a wonderful. One of the um, subjects that Glenn is sharing on is the power and the beauty of the cross. It's going to be a great, a great semester. And everybody's welcome. Just the a website won't be up and running till tomorrow night. Yeah, tomorrow night. Yeah. yeah. We can't register yet, but tom tomorrow night you will be Yes. So that was a, a quicker. Glenn was very worried when he saw the slides as to how long this would be. <laughs> <laughs> a, little, a little worried. <laughs>
Anyway, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray, and then I just think this, this flows awesome with the communion. It just happens that today is the first of the month is when we take communion. And um, in communion, Jesus said, this is my body given for you. It's all about receiving. This is my blood poured out for you. Take it, you know, and drink. And it's all, it. it's all another symbol of God's love for us. Amen. So I'm going to pray, and then we can just come around the communion table. Father, I just thank you, Lord, for grace to um, communicate what you put in my heart, Father. And, and Lord, I just, we just thank you for your unconditional, unfailing, steadfast love that, is, uh, that pursues us, Lord, that continually flows out towards us, Father. Lord, we just thank you for your banner over us, God. Lord, continue to work this truth into us. Lord, let it go deeper and deeper into our hearts, Father. I just pray for healing too, Lord, as we come to your, to your love, Lord, as we come to the cross, that as we look on you, as we behold you, that you would heal us, Father. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.